This is a podcast from Rover. It's the Slam Dunk. Uh, make no mistake, National's targeting the gangs with these new laws announced over the weekend and it expects to have banned gang patches at all public places before the end of this year. You'll love it. It's been threatened and talked about for years and years, but National is actually doing it. They're doing what it promised to do. What a novel idea that is. If you say you'll do something, you do it. They said it would ban patches, and so early on in its reign it's doing it, there'll be a chance to have your say in the select committee. So I welcome the gangs to come on forward to Parliament and, and take a seat and go for it. Gangs can say why they need their patches. They can stand in front of the MPs and the public and say, this is us. Patches are prized possessions. Hard to get, never given up. Men kill to get these. Any attack on them is met with the fiercest of responses. It is what gang members treasure. Taking it from them takes away their staunchness. In many ways, it leaves these gangsters half-dressed and naked, unable to intimidate because they need it. Gang membership has exploded in recent years, and the return home of the 501 Aussie bad boys has only seen more gangsters, more violence, more guns, a different approach to the banditos and the Comancheros and the Mongols have set up here, you see. Bigger, tougher, more violence, more ruthless than what was here in the first place. Thank you, Australia, for sending them our way. Born here, schooled there, sent back here to live, and boy, have their numbers exploded. And the antisocial behaviours are everywhere to see, basically, now. So National and Axe will take them on, and they are, so they're doing what they promised. The gangs have been so arrogant and so in your face and so entitled that they've drawn attention to themselves. It's silly. Fights on motorways, innocent civilians shot, killed and maimed. Small towns in fear of the big gangs because the big gangs have brought this on themselves by staying above the radar and saying, look at me and all my fancy shit. The term stay humble, boys, was either ignored or they didn't understand it in the first place. Gold-plated bikes and guns and drugs like New Zealand's never seen before. Of course, the cops were going to act at some stage, and now they are, because National's given them the sort of a boot up their bum. And they actually have been since well before National got into office. Just Jacinda Ardern and Code never really said anything about it. Andrew Costa had no idea how to tell the story. Hitting them in the pocket actually works, taking away their wealth. This is what Labour did. Their money, their assets. They took them away from them. It works better than anything. We've taken millions from them since that rule was changed. You hit their finances. It leaves them naked. No assets, no money, no leverage. It's been the piece of the law that's worked, actually. This latest one is slightly more window dressing, but it's about their prized possession of the patch. So it's not as though Labour was completely a waste of time in office because they actually did something. Ironically, Labour's been responsible for much of the proceeds of crime law working. But no one in Labour knows how to tell the story very well. The irony is Labour used the proceeds of crime to pay back three million bucks to the mongrel mob for their meth program. <laughs> so they took it and gave it back. The same with these six Comanchero designer motorbikes that were crushed on Friday. They were seized when Labour was in office, but clearly no one remembered 2019. But otherwise they may have pointed it out. Oh, hey, this was our, we did this. Sure, Mark Mitchell and Andy Costa, the Andy Costa Mark II version, the tough one, posing all over this ahead of National's release on Saturday. This is a savvy, self-promoting government. Don't underestimate how important that is on the way to winning hearts and minds. The bikes crushed on Friday had Costa and Mark Mitchell standing there. Huge PR shot, every angle. Costa's on board with being the tough guy now. And Mitchell, he's a man of action, you see. So here they are. Ironically, those bikes were seized under Labour. <laughs> the tough new gang laws passed under Labour in 2019. Doesn't matter. It's now crushed, gone, six of them, because of this same law. Mitchell standing there was pure PR. A day out from his gang announcement. It was all staged. And Labour, who should have claimed the bike crushing as their own, was too busy screaming, the patch ban won't work. That's why Labour's not in government. They made too many excuses not to do anything. And they were seen to be enabling the gangs, you see. They should have gone after this stuff too. This is what the public want. It's, it's, they were so out of touch with ordinary New Zealand who find the gangs repulsive. National can stay in office for years if it keeps this sort of thing up. Crush a few cars, confiscate a few motorbikes, money, guns, assets, crush them all, rinse and repeat, and now add the patches to the mix. The critics argue getting tough won't work. 
History shows it does initially, until the gangs work out how to get around it. And of course they will at some stage. The gang funeral processions, shutting down motorways and causing community chaos is a thing of the past in Western Australia. This law is based on what Western Australia does, so it should work here too. But one problem with patches. We could see where the gangsters were and who they are. Now they're in mufti. It'll be much harder to spot them. So they can hide now. So hang on, are we safer? Maybe we will feel safer and less intimidated in person, but are we actually safer? Only time will tell, but largely, I doubt we're any safer.